Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is August 8th, Sunday evening. Um, and we will we'll we'll jump right into things. Myself, TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes, along with you guys again this evening. Um, we had a we had a show planned out. We had a couple of guests lined up, and we uh one was a former player, um, and then one one was a little bit of a recruiting vibe, and we kind of just said that we we didn't feel right. Um talking about anything but coach Bowden today, obviously the news this morning that he passed away at the age of 91, um, hit everybody pretty hard, um, within the FSU fan base. And, um, you know, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll talk a lot about coach Bowden tonight, but again, we, we will kind of get back to our regular schedule scheduled programming, um, next week. But uh, I chatted with Richie. I chatted with both guests, one of them, a, a former player of coach Bowden. So we'll teaser there for you guys next week, but, uh, didn't feel right about doing a, a recruiting slash camp slash, you know, former player highlight type episode. And so we're, we're here to honor, uh, coach Bowden, uh, hero to, to a lot of us. And so we'll, we'll kind of jump right into it. Um, obviously hit everybody like a, like a ton of bricks. We knew it was coming, but, uh, doesn't, doesn't make it a ton easier. Um, Richie outside of that, and, and we'll get into the show here in just a minute. How was your, how was your weekend? How are you doing out, you know, again, outside of the, the sad news that we're all kind of facing right now. Yeah, man, it, the news hit hard today. You know, Coach Bowden, a, an absolute Florida State legend who, and we'll get into all the stories and all, all of that, like you mentioned, but it, it was a good weekend leading up to that. You know, I, I got to work at 4.30 on Friday morning uh, so I could leave early and play some golf in the afternoon. I, I had a really good nine holes, um, but more importantly, and even better, it, believe it or not, coming from ETJ Saturday, I, I got to go up to St. Augustine, my sister, her brother-in-law, my niece and my mom were all up there. You know, my sister and her family all live in Charlotte, and they were visiting in St. Augustine. I got to go see my niece for the first time since Christmas. It, yeah. and it was it was really cool to see. You know, just how big she's gotten from Christmas to now, where she's 15 months old, walking. You know, nearly running, um, just spending time with her and the family. It that's really special. And today almost reinforces that a lot that you don't know how much time you get with your family and your loved ones. Um, so I'm glad we made the four hour round trip just to go get lunch and hang out with my family. Uh, it was special. So shout out Crystal Joe uh, and my niece, uh, Emma. It was a blessing. You all I had a, I had a great time this weekend. Yeah. She's a cutie, man. I saw your pictures <laughs> um, uploaded and, and you're right, man, just hanging out with family. It all kind of like reinforces to, uh, to hug your loved ones and, and love on them. Um, you just don't know when, when you're not going to be able to, um, double fries, no slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee, 1818 West Tennessee and 2550 North Monroe. Um, if you need a little bit of comfort food and you're in Tallahassee, uh, go, go pick up a gut box. I wonder, I'm sure he did and we'll, and we'll, we'll transition and get into the show now, but do you think coach Bowden put away? I mean, he had to have at least Guthrie's once, right? Like, there's no I, I, way he didn't. I would think definitely not in the past few years, but the man's been there since 1976 right. and he had a, he had a short stint in the sixties as well. So I think he definitely has. And I, I think it's not as far stretched to say literally hundreds of his players have enjoyed Guthrie's yeah. uh, during their time in Tallahassee. We've talked to several of them who have. So uh, absolutely. I, I think coach has, has put down a gut box or two in his time. I'm sure he has. So, um, yeah. So anyway, let's, uh, 
let's jump into it. Let's dive into it. We appreciate you guys. If you're tuned in, if you're watching this, if you're listening, um, we, we definitely appreciate it. We're going to do our best over the next, you know, however long this takes to uh, try and share our thoughts on on what Coach Bowden meant to us. And um, man, I, I'll tell you, it was it was. I, I spoke with you and Harlan right before we got started. It was obviously rough news to wake up to. Um, Cause now you just kind of been thinking about it all day. Right. And, and, and every, everywhere you turn, you know, the entire timeline, the entire social media, um, the news sports center, everything right now is, well, first of all, there's nothing going on in the sports world anyway, right? The Olympics are wrapping up. It's baseball. There's nothing really with the NFL preseason is, is about to get started. I mean, I guess there was the hall of fame game the other night, but everywhere you look right now, it's just coach Bowden and, and, and it was crappy news and, you want your heroes to live forever. Obviously that's not possible, right? We, we understand that, but uh, crappy news to wake up to, but the thing I've really come away with today, and, and not that I didn't know this, but the, the impact that he had on so many people and, and just, you know, like people like us, man, just like random people that aren't, that weren't division one athletes that weren't on staff at FSU, that weren't high level boosters, um, just the way that he treated everybody, you know, people saying like, Oh, I, I was just in school and, and I, I'd pass him on campus and, and he treated me like I was somebody and I was nobody, you know, and just the stories that have come out of that. Um, everyone has a picture with coach Bowden. He never, he never turned away a picture. Everyone has uh, a story of coach Bowden. Everyone has a memory. Uh, and, and those are the things that I've, as as rough as today has been at certain times, those are the things that I've really, really enjoyed. And and when you think about a legacy and you think about a lasting impact, you know, there aren't many people that I mean, there are not many people in this world that make that kind of a lasting legacy type impact on so many people because he wasn't uh, he also came to Florida State at a time that I don't know. He he I, I, he never bought his own hype. I think like I think he knew he was good, but he never treated anybody like he was better. You know, he he probably knew he was one of the best college football coaches ever. Like he wasn't dumb, um, but he never he never acted like that. He never treated people like that. Um, and that to me, the fact that everyone has a story of their interaction with Coach Bowden is just incredible to me. And, and that's really the, the big takeaway that I've had from today. Obviously the news stunk this morning and waking up to it was terrible. Um, but that's really what's hit me the hardest today. And so a, a positive spin on, on obviously a, a pretty rough day. Yeah, man. And to piggyback off that, you know, obviously it, and I've shed more tears today than probably since the you know, day I found out my father passed. It, it's it was hard, you know, and celebrity deaths don't really get me going. But I don't look at Coach Bowden as a celebrity. I look at him as you know, obviously he was, but he was the coach of Florida State. You know, had a chance to leave for Alabama on multiple occasions and chose to stay in Tallahassee and built the program that we all love. Without Coach Bowden, TJ, you and I are not talking tonight on this podcast. Where he. No. I don't know who the heck you are <laughs> if it's not for Coach Bowden. So when you think of all the indirect uh, implications he's had on a lot of our lives, to include myself, I think back and I look at my best friends from college because I'll be honest, I'm not sure I go to Florida State if it's not for Coach Bowden. I was an irrational high school student who thought I wanted to work in sports, so said, hey, let me go to Florida State. They have a good sport management program. Oh, by the way, Bobby Bowden's there 
who my dad introduced me to, who I'm sure I'll touch on a little later, but it, it's just, it was surreal, but I don't want to be sad today. I, I've shed a lot of tears. I'm going to try not to shed any on this episode, but at the same time, I do want to celebrate his life and what he did because like I said, we've all seen Twitter and Facebook and the news. It, this is beyond Florida state Twitter. This is beyond college football, Twitter. This is beyond football, Twitter in general. It, you've seen people from all walks of life commenting today since the news came out that coach passed at 508 this morning and i want to celebrate his life and make this a happy podcast and it might be tough but that that's my goal but he's done so much for me personally and so many people that i know that coach or his family would never know about and that's how you know you lived a full meaningful life when you make that kind of impact on people who you've never heard of in your entire life yeah yeah i really yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. I, I think it's probably going to be the toughest episode that we've yeah. had to do. Um, most of these are are pretty pretty upbeat, pretty lighthearted. I, I do want this to be as as happy as we can make it, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a tough one. It's it's a tough episode to have to do. Um, it'd been easier to just mail this one in and say we'll see you guys next week. But uh, you know, I I think that uh, I mean, I I almost said I think Coach would want us to do this again. I, I don't know that Coach would care one way or the other but uh you know that's the kind of guy he was like if you if yeah. you're committed to doing something i mean he'd want you to 100 and, and he talked about that you know yet talked about having a different drive we'll get into some some quotes later and so um yeah i mean you're absolutely right we we wouldn't be here today um you know i wouldn't i mean ha- i mean richie's whole room is decorated in fsu <laughs> stuff for for those that are you know, watching, you know, like I had Kara go and grab my signed, you know, old logo football here. Um, you know, the, our whole, I mean, our whole life right now, not our whole life, but our whole sports life right now is centered around yeah. FSU. Like I, I like the Lakers. I like the Bucks. I mean, I was like Jameis as an extension of liking FSU. I, I like the Lightning. I like the Rays. They can all, I mean, it's been fun to watch all those teams win titles over the last couple of years, but they can all kick rocks for Florida State. Like, right? like, and I think we yeah. all kind of feel that way. Like, if I offered you an FSU national title, but the Bucks have to go in seventeen this year, I'd take it. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eye on that. No brainer, right? And, and yeah, like, <laughs> like same. I mean, you know, there, there's no, there's no question on any of that, and and I think that we can kind of attribute that to one person, and our love for Florida State is, is because of Bobby Bowden. Um, I was listening to and, and watching the the little video that ESPN put out today. So if you go to the ESPN app and you just kind of like find their, their – I think they really just put out one. It's a four- or five-minute video on Coach Bowden. Uh, it aired on SportsCenter this morning. Um, and, then, and one of the guys on there was talking about how the things that Coach Bowden did um, will never be done again. You will never see – uh, because college football, just the landscape is not set up to where this is possible, but you'll never see one guy go to a university and literally build that program from scratch. Literally take a program that over the last three years had won four games combined and then build them into an absolute college football power, right? There, there's a debate on is Florida State a blue blood or a new blood, this, that, and the other. I don't know. To me, I, I kind of rank Florida State as a top 15 to 20 program all time, which is fine, right? Like if you say your blue bloods are your top 10-ish and then you, you've got some other programs that are kind of in that next category. I, I'd put Florida and Miami right in that same category with Florida State. Not necessarily a blue blood like Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, things like that. But right up for, for him to build it himself over a span of 34 years – 
and put Florida State, who is so much younger than all these other schools, into that category with those schools, it'll never be done again. And what, what's been so amazing is everyone that you've heard from and every story you've seen and every highlight clip that's been put together, they always save the best for last and they always end with his faith, whether it's leading Mark Rick to Christ or um, what he was doing for, for young kids or just whatever. They always end with that. And, and that was his life's mantra, right? Or life's mantra. Just an absolute giant in those realms as well. But uh, he was a pretty good football coach too. And like I said, the things that, uh, the things that he was able to do will never be done again. Like Alabama will never finish 14 straight years top uh, top five. Like that's just not going to happen, I, you know, um, especially not out with the playoff and, and things like that. But um, that consistency, that level of greatness will, will never be achieved again. And um, I'll, I'll let you share a couple more thoughts and then we'll, We'll watch a video here in a minute, but I'll stop rambling. It, it's it's uh it's tough to get out everything you want to say, huh? It, it really is, and I go back to think of you know how I became a Florida State fan, and I've told the story on the show before, but I, I want to touch on it again. You know, so my dad uh, grew up a, and lived in Syracuse, New York, for you know the vast majority of his you know adolescent and young adult light life, and uh, when he moved to Florida, you know it. He, he told me the story, you know, after I was born. So my, my dad was old when he had me, by the disclaimer. He was like 46 when he had me. I was his last child. Um, but I we bonded over sports. That was what we bonded over. And it was so cool because growing up, you know, we, we loved college football because I loved playing football. But I didn't have a team. Neither did my dad per se. But he was a huge fan of Bobby Bowden. Uh, again, this guy, that an adopted man that grew up in upstate New York, he was a Bobby Bowden fan because he loved sports. He loved competition. And uh, he told me on multiple occasions that the fact that Bobby Bowden would take Florida state to play anyone, anywhere, anytime, you know, we, I have the shirt right here, but it's not just a mantra. That's what he lived by. He went out to Nebraska. He went to Michigan. He went to Notre Dame. He, he went to LSU. He went everywhere. And that's what garnered my dad's respect. And my uncle um, was a Duke graduate. You know, he, he had served the armed services, went to Duke, and Orlando in 1995 was hosting Florida State versus Duke at the Citrus Bowl for like a, the original kickoff classic that we see like every week these years. And uh, my dad's like on the way to go pick my uncle up. He's like, you know what? We need to get you guys ready for the game. What took us to the store, bought us all Florida State gear. He's like, we're Bobby Bowden fans. We're Florida State fans. And of course, he wanted a, the original trolling of my uncle um, at the time. And I... I I got props for this episode, TJ. These are the ticket stubs from that game, Florida State-Duke, September of 1995. Um, the first Florida State game I ever went to, and I fell in love. They won like 70 to 26, so it was a no-brainer. But without Bobby Bowden, again, we talk about indirect impacts on our life. I don't know if we go to that game because my dad was a huge Bobby Bowden fan. Uh, and and the, today, like my thoughts, and my wife said it a few times, She's like, just look at it this way. I bet your dad is so happy that Bobby's in heaven with him and he can say, hey, man, what the heck's been going on at Florida State lately? Because we need to have some conversations. So that <laughs> made me laugh and put a smile on my face on, on what's you know a pretty sad day. Yeah, I mean, he, from everything I've ever heard and everything everybody's ever said, um, he was that kind of guy that could, that could put a smile on your face at any point. Um you know, we talked about this off air, and I try to kind of think of the way to the way to word this. But uh, 
I guess the the phrase that people use a lot now. I, I remember an old song that they actually sang at my church. That was um, the the title of the song was legitimately "Bring Me My Flowers While I'm Living," right? Because I won't need them when I'm dead. And and I, I don't know how that. I mean, that song is like fifty something years old, right? Yeah. So like that's not a. Yeah. It could be older, but uh, that's not a popular song. That's like a Southern gospel like you know, very churchy song. I don't know how that phrase became popular on social media the last couple of years, but you know, when, whenever somebody does something great, you know, KD just wins his uh, another gold medal and takes over the all-time score. And people are saying like, Oh, we need to give KD his flowers or this, that, and the other. That is uh it's a great concept because yeah, I mean, the worst thing that could happen is for somebody to tragically pass away and you to not know them to not know how you really felt about them. Right. You never kind of made that apparent. Um, think about Kobe, right? Um, I think people definitely took him as flowers while he, while he was living. But uh, yeah, I think all that said, uh, people definitely gave Coach Bowden his flowers while while he was alive. Um, people did not stop bragging on him. They didn't stop bragging about him. Um, he was the topic of conversation on this podcast many times over, um, whether it be former players, former coworkers, um, whomever. Um, and so I went back today and, and Richie's already seen this, but I'm excited for you guys to check it out. I went back and found some interviews that, that we had some, some folks talking about Bobby and uh, I just put together their thoughts, their, their thoughts on Bobby Bowden um, while he was still living before the diagnosis. One of these was, was after the diagnosis had come out. Um, but all of them before the, all of them, but that one before the diagnosis had come out. And so they weren't just saying it just to, be nice because he was at the end of his time. Um, they they really believed it and they really felt it. So put this video together. It's only a couple minutes long, but um, check it out. Um, hope you guys enjoy it. Um, you know, if you're watching, I think you'll enjoy watching it. But if you're listening, like l listen through as we talk with uh, a few people uh, about what Bobby you know meant to them. You know, we just watched Bowden from a distance, but what was Coach Bowden like, man? Yeah, Coach Bowden was, uh, he was like a grandfather figure. I mean, he was so, um, he was a stalwart. He was just like there, rock steady. And you know that he was not going to be uh, moved by, you know, any distractions or moved by, you know, any sort of, um, you know, superfluous, um, you know, you know uh, frills, basically. He was just, he was there for you as a player, there for you as a man, uh, as a human you know, developing yourself uh, in your faith and developing yourself as just a, a future father, a future leader um, beyond just the, the, the field. And I mean, the stories he will give us from Paul Bear Bryant, his time in Alabama, the stories he will give us about former players. He always has something that he could link to a past experience. You know, nothing was ever new to him. And I, I, obviously that comes with age and wisdom and seeing a lot of things. But, you know, if there was a situation at practice or on the field, he would say, you know, this was like something that happened in 1974. And we're like, coach, man, none of us were alive then. But but it was great to hear him sort of make those connections and say, look, don't worry. Don't get scared. Don't fret because I've been here before. I've seen how this plays out. We're going to be better on the other side of it. And having a coach who has that sort of confidence in himself, in his, his program, in us as players uh, meant a lot. Well, I think we all know Coach Bowden and his staff set such an absolutely uh, fantastic um, uh, level of expectation here in the athletic department. And uh, we're all so grateful for what he did uh, back in the day. And uh, I feel fortunate that I had a chance to be here at Florida State during part of his time. 
I think the level of expectation around here has been um, really, it's about excellence. Uh, just what's it like to have Coach Bowden in, in your house saying, hey, I want you to come play for me, coming in really uh, at being at the front end of that dynasty and then seeing what it became. But uh, it's incredible. You think about the talent that he brought in. Uh, it, was, it was a place where coaches weren't getting fired. Coaches weren't really leaving to go get other jobs. And, and it, you know, you talk about a family atmosphere. That's what it was. It was, it was hard work. And, and we didn't win a national championship when I was there. Coach Bowden did end up winning two. Uh, when he came to my house in 1987, I think he was like 63, had 165 wins and ended up with like over 360 wins. And it's incredible. And to say that uh, it's pretty awesome um, to say that he was my coach and one of the best of all time. And he did the program right. They weren't cheating. They weren't doing anything illegal. It, it was straight up recruit, straight up play ball. And I'm uh, just grateful for that opportunity. I'm the old soul. I mean, you know, it, when, you know, it was, it was unbelievable to come to Florida State during Coach Bowden's tenure. I mean, that guy was the one who convinced me he, that it could be done and he would help me get it done. And I'm telling you, he did. One year, he wrote me this letter and it was on a lined notebook paper. And it had this little graph and it was like up and then down and then even and up and even and down and up. And it was started out and it said 19, whatever year he got here. And then the very end of it was 1993. And he said, this was the progression to win my national, first national championship. And it was years. And he, he put a little arrow and he said, I think you are right here. And I have saved that. I took it to heart and it was right when we were having a little dip after after Brooke and Levis Torres were the first WNBA draft picks from Florida State. And boy, he was so right. It just took time. When I came on to college game day in 1996, Florida State was Alabama. Florida State was either winning a national championship or in it or right on the verge of it every year. I mean, 96, 97, 98, 99. It was and I loved them. I, I mean, I, I love getting close to their program. Huge fan of Bobby Bowden. And they just have better people. Nothing personal. They just are better than who they played. And defensively, they had, they had so many great players. And, and they had, a, they had a, a personality about them that was not BS. It wasn't a fake personality. They were ballers. And they knew they were good. So... The five voices you heard there, if you couldn't pick them out, Myron Roll was the first one. Um, FSU head soccer coach Mark Krikorian was the second. Um, Brad Johnson was the third. Coach Sue Samara was the fourth. And then the last one was Kirk Herbstreet. Um, obviously, everybody with really, really good, uh, you know, no, great things to to say about Coach Bowden. Um, Richie, the one with Coach Sue really stands out to me the most. I know that uh, they're all great, right? You've got a, you know, Rhodes Scholar and, neurosurgeon on on there talking about him and then a super bowl champion and two-time national champion in soccer and then kirk herbstreet like probably the biggest name in in sports in college football media um but uh the one that uh coach sue's quote there um was just incredible um the fact that she uh 
the fact that again we, we talk about this but he came up to her and in the midst of an absolute dynasty was was worried about helping her succeed right and now coach sue is one of the goats right in, in college basketball women's women's basketball and um that was his that's just who he was he his program was successful and he wanted to make sure that everybody else was around him as well. And so um, she talked about that in that interview. Obviously, you can go back and listen to any of those interviews. They're all up on you know iTunes, YouTube, wherever. But uh, she talked about that. She talked about that he wanted uh, to make a difference for her and her program and wanted the success there. And so all five of those are great. Uh, but that that one with Coach Sue you know, really sticks out to me. Yeah, man, I, I agree that, like you said, they're all phenomenal. You, you know, you hear the voice of college football, Kirk Herbstreit, talking about, you know, how Bobby Bowden, what he meant to him uh, in that clip from our podcast, talking to us. And shout out TJ for taking the time to scrub through 90 plus podcasts to, to get those comments. And we probably missed some, yeah. but, it, but it, it truly is a testament to Coach Bowden and the legacy he leaves because you have all everyone from all walks of life, different coaches, different sports, all saying the same thing essentially about Coach Bowden, about what he meant to them. And it's never about sports per se. It's more about what it takes to be successful in sports. And, and I think, you know, you look at Florida State's program, that's something we can be so proud of um, since he took over is he truly built this program on a foundation. If you're not religious, you know, he built it on faith, but he built it on just treating people well, being nice to people, um, understanding other people, something I feel like a lot of people forget today. And coach Bowden never forgot that he was always wanted to treat everybody, whether it was the woman's basketball coach or the school president, he treated them the same and he accepted and loved them. And it, that's the type of man I strive to be. I'm not there yet. And I'm trying to get there. But Coach Bowden was absolutely that man, and that what makes that's part of what makes me so proud to to call myself a Florida State alumni or a fan or a booster, whatever it may be, just to be attached to Florida State. I'm proud because of Coach Bowden. Um, man, we've we've talked a lot about football, and and obviously that's the really the first thing that a lot of people think of with Coach Bowden. But uh, I saw a stat that Coach Bowden recruited and coached three NFL men of the year or men of the year, um, you know, Warwick Dunn, Anquan Bolden, and Derek Brooks. Um, honestly, three of the highest character, highest quality individuals that you could ever imagine. Um, you also throw in the fact that uh, he also coached Myron Roll, who literally walked away from the game to um, save people's lives. Uh, coached a guy named Charlie Ward who probably would have won an NFL man of the year had he gone the route of football, right? Instead of, instead of basketball. Um, and the list goes on and on. I am just thinking not only of the football side, cause we all know about prime time. We all know about Ronson. We know about all the, the legends that, that he coached and, and Brooks and, and Bolden and Dunn were obviously legends on the football field too. But I think it just speaks to really what was most important to coach Bowden and I know that winning games was very important to him, but the the fact that he was having such an impact on these young men's lives um, and molding them into the kind of man 
that Richie just said, but like that we want to become the the role models that we. Yes, I I mean I have a 13 month old son. I would love nothing more than my son to, you know, have half the class and character that a Warwick Dunn or a Derek Brooks or an Anquan Bolden or one of those, you know, a Myron Roll, or I wouldn't mind if he could play like them too. But, uh, you know, I would love for my son and, and, and my daughter as well to um, have those kind of people as heroes, right? And have the, the, those kind of people like Coach Bowden watching out for my son, right? When, when, uh, and daughter, when they go off to college and stuff like that. So, you know, again, just, kind of like reflecting and remembering different things that we've seen. Uh, football was fantastic, but uh, what what he was instilling in players, I mean, I've seen James Coleman, you know, kind of be tweeting all day about, you know, how upset he is. We had a, we had a, a former coach Bowden player that was scheduled to come on and said that um, today's been really, really tough on him. And, and he just didn't know that this week would be best. And so we pushed him back to next week just because, you know, he said, I'd run through a, brick wall for that guy you know and he said this is hitting me pretty rough right now and so um it's not it you, you're not that attached to people just because they're a good coach right i think it's you're attached to those kind of people because of what they do for you personally and and we're talking about legacy and the impact that that coach bowd made on these players and really on the entire community of tallahassee it was so much more than football so um I'm rambling at this point, so I'll let Richie take over for a minute. We'll move on to kind of our next thoughts. <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned all the man of the years, and uh, shout out to uh, Marvin Shade Tree Jones. He tweeted out that you know in 2003 he was the New York Jets nominee for the man of the year. So like it, he had the three, but he was a lot closer to having many more, which is no surprise to anybody who's watched Bobby Bowden. If you watched the Bowden Dynasty, uh, which my wife and I watched today because we have the DVD and. Like, what what else are we supposed to watch on a day like today? It's truly phenomenal. All the lives he's touched. And, and, you know, we talk about his accomplishments. You know, 14 years, top five in a row, two national titles. If he played in a playoff era or coached in a playoff era, he'd probably have four or five. And that might be a little conservative because he had the best team many years. But back then, it only took one game to derail an entire season. Which, you know, people debate about the playoff now. Is it good or bad? That's for another episode, another day. But it just shows, man, Coach Bowden, everything he did for so many people, not just on the football field, uh, off the field entirely as well. If he had never won a national championship, I still think you'd have the same level of outpouring of support that we see in today because of the lives he touched, whether it be. You know, Work Done, who you remember, Work Done committed to Bobby Bowden on Christmas Day when he was in high school. And then his mother was shot in the line of duty as an officer. And Coach Bowden said, Listen, I understand if you want to stay home at LSU. And Work Done said, No, I'm coming to play for you, coach, at Florida State. That was my promise. Let me take care of my family and come play for you. And everybody knows the story of Work Done since then. Um, And that's just one small example, just a phenomenal legacy. Um, and again, a tough pill to swallow, but also an awesome thing that we can celebrate as a family today. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at, you look at the lives that he has indirectly impacted, um, because of the man that he was, um, you, you talk about Dunn and, you know, I love the story. I hate that he went to Clemson, but I love the story of, you know, one of Dunn's recipients being Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson wins a 
it, Watson won a Heisman. I know he won a Natty, and then you know, um, just now making millions yeah. of dollars in the NFL. But uh, you know, you, you look at the way that that has directly impacted, right? Like Coach Bowden being the man that he was, doing the things that he did, essentially put Deshaun Watson in, into the NFL, right? Like I, you know, I'm not saying that there's no way he gets it without it, but. Yeah. You know, that the, the indirect impacts are massive. The byproduct uh, Der- of Coach Bowden. Yeah. yeah. It, it is Derek Brooks. Is. Yeah. Derek Brooks has a uh, school down here named after him. I don't know that he's still, I don't know really what his affiliation or involvement level is now, um, but that school was started when I was in school and we played them a ton. Um, we always won. Shout out us because they were a brand new school, but we played them a lot and, and he was very involved there. So I, again, I don't know what his involvement is over at Brooks to Bartolo, but there's literally a school that exists here in Tampa because of, again, Derek Brooks and who he is and his name. And again, indirectly from, from Coach Bowden. Um, you look at the work that Charlie Ward does and, and Chris Ricks, with the, both of them with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And, um, man, it, the list goes on and on and on and on, even down to, you know, your current recent players. You know, you, you look at, um, you know, you look at what James Coleman does all the time with his giveaways and um, his his food drives and stuff. You look at, guys from the 2013 national championship team that, you know, James Winston doesn't come to Florida state, if not for coach Bowden, right. Um, the work that he does in the community and his giving back and the list goes on and on and on. It's not just, it's not just our favorite guys, right? Like Jameis and Derek and Warwick and people like that, but you know, it's all an offshoot of what he does, right? You look at, I mean, it, it just goes so far. You look at, uh, Brooke Wyckoff, doing her moms and coaching podcast that doesn't exist without coach Bowden, right? Like she doesn't come here and play women's bat. Like that just all of that stuff like translate transcends. And, you know, you, we think about the fun that we've had with these different athletes, Matt Nelson and, um, you know, uh, Kaylee Mudge and, and, and Liz Hardy and all these people like Florida state is not Florida state without coach Bowden and that, and it's crazy to like, think about it in that perspective from that frame of reference and how, you know, of course we don't have this podcast if, if he uh, doesn't start, but all these other people that we've like looked up to and enjoyed and these legends that we've gotten to talk to, like, do you think coach ham is here, you know, without coach Bowden? Like it's all kind of indirect. Like he put Florida state on the map and uh, you know, obviously eternally grateful to him, the millions and millions of lives that, will have been and will be impacted because now every major athlete, they come, every athlete at all, every most students, you know, that, that end up at Florida state, um, they're the, the big reason that they're there is, is because of the impact and the the legacy that yeah. whether they they know has. Yeah. yeah. Like that's just talk about a man that put the college absolutely on the map. I mean, it is, it is remarkable. Um, Richie, do you have any uh, do you have any memories or any anything that like stands out? Um, favorite Bowden memories, favorite quotes, yeah, favorite. This, yeah, this is a tough one, but because uh, yeah. I'm no, sure you have 36 of them, but I, I think it's easy for me actually. Um, if we're talking just Bobby memories, and you know, I mentioned the story about how my dad, you know, took me to the Florida State Duke game in '95 just to troll my uncle who was a Duke graduate, uh, but. After that, I became a Florida State fan, and my dad, we bonded over Florida State so much, and, and he was my hero, him and Bobby Bowden, you know, of all people. So I remember 
getting to Florida State. And my dad was so excited because, you know, I was a first generation college grad. Like neither of my parents graduated college. Uh, he was so excited for me to go to Florida State. He's like, you're going to see such a great football team at, and you could see a legend of a coach. You're probably going to see two national titles. We didn't see a lot of success in the field, but I saw a lot of fun off the field. And I will never forget my first game I went to. And I might have told the story in this pod. I might not have, but if I had and you heard it, you're going to hear it again. Um, Florida State was playing Troy in 2006. We had just beat Miami to shut down the old Orange Bowl. Uh, we were top 10 in the country. Huge hopes for the season. Uh, so I go to the game with a lot of my really good friends that I'm still friends with today. And after the game, Florida State wins. It's closer than it should have been, but Florida State won. But as the game's over, I see Bobby. I'm in the student section. So if you know the student section is in the end zone at Doak, uh, we see Bobby walking. So I'm like, let me, let me just go clap for the guy, man. That's that's a living legend. I've never seen him in person before. This is my first time other than that 95 game in the Citrus Bowl, which I was a mile away from him. And, uh, you know, he takes his hat off. He's ready to tip it to the crowd. Then he throws it up into the student section. And I'm like, whoa, that's cool. And the, there's a crowd in front of me. They all jump to grab it. No one grabs it. Someone tips it backwards. It lands right in front of me. I'm like, oh my God, that's Bobby's hat. And this is a quick process. moment. So I jump on it, grab it, snag it in a heartbeat. Um, some other girl tries to die for it, like scra scrapes her face or something. I don't know. I, I No apologies here because I, I got the hat. Um, and I have it right here. And it, it's truly special. Um, he signed the hat before every game he wore. It was an amazing feeling. And to get that at my first Florida State game, and that's the picture of me after that, catching that hat that night. Look at you um, with the, the face paint, bro. So, yeah, I so I face painted. I was a freshman. It was my first game ever at in Tallahassee. Uh, we're tailgating and drinking a little bit. I was 18. Don't tell my mom. But, you know, someone's like, hey, let's paint our faces. Like, yeah, let's do it. Um, but I did it. And, man, this hat. Like it meant so much before today, but to to still have this today and find that I didn't have that picture for the past few years until today. I had to text some people to find it and someone finally sent it to me. That meant a lot because that, that was the memories. I remember the next day I called my dad and said, hey, man, you'll never believe what happened. I told him the story. I just told all of you guys. And he said some words I cannot say on this podcast, but he was so happy, so proud that I somehow made that happen. Um, that's probably my best Bobby memory. And I don't think that will ever be topped. Um, it never was and and I had some other good ones. I was able to be on the field for Bobby's last game in the Gator bowl, uh, against, uh, West Virginia, where he got his start and I, so many good memories. And I, I can't go through them all, but those ones stand out. And the fact that I had the memorabilia to all three of the ones that I talked about tonight is it, so special. And, even texting my mom who doesn't care about sports at all. She's like, you'll always remember those days, take cherish those days. And I'm like, mom, I agree. They, they are special. Yeah. My mom texted me this morning and, uh, and, and said the same thing. You know, not obviously a little bit different, but my yeah. mom texted me this morning and said, you know, I'm very sorry. I know your heart's hurting. I know your heart's heavy. And, um, you know, she sent me a picture of me and my two kids and my niece, and we're all wearing Florida state stuff. And she's like, our whole family, you know, like is like you're sitting there on the couch with all the kids, like wearing FSU stuff. And like, that doesn't happen without him, you know, um, man, seeing, I mean, there's so many memories to kind of talk about and I'll say this and then 
we have a guest we'll we'll get on here in a minute just to chat with us but uh harlan i saw your picture with uh with coach bow when you were little i don't know if you have a memory you want to share now or share later add yourself anytime but uh and then we'll get to a guest but yeah I mean, there's so many memories to share and Richie just basically like stole the show with uh, like all of the times that like Coach Bowden like and him had like personal interactions. I'm just like, all right, well, Richie, nothing I say can can matter now. But uh, seeing him get carried off the field, I remember being um, 2009. So, yeah, 19 years old, um, like getting in trouble from my parents because like I was cussing out the TV when we were losing at the beginning of that West Virginia game because I was like, you Leaves are going to lose in this man's last game. And then uh, in them turning it around and, and winning that last game, um, man, to see him get carried off, to see how much he meant to those players after a few very rough years, um, that was just so special to, to see him go out like that. So um, cool moment yeah. there for sure. And I, on that? I was so blessed like because I had it. You know, I've talked about this before. I, I wrote for the FSU and I wrote for Noel Digest, which was the scout slash Fox affiliate for uh, Florida State websites. So this, I was graduating. This was the last game I was going to cover before graduation. And Fox Sports, they paid for my hotel. They paid for my travel. And they gave me the sideline pass. And I made up my mind. I'm like, I'm not doing any work. I am just going to enjoy this game, take it in. Um, I'll videotape the interview for the press game or post game afterwards. And it, Again, I just walked around the sidelines the entire time of that game, just like in awe, enjoying it. And uh, shout out Steve Chase. I, I don't know if he still does photos, but he got this photo of me at Bobby's last game, just on the sideline or on the in the end zone, just watching it. And it was the coolest thing. And I felt bad. My girlfriend at the time, who I'm not married to, she's happily married now. Good for her. I'm happily married. Won that. But it, it was a fun time. And my sister was actually in the stadium at that game and she sent me a picture this morning of the band when they spelled out bobby on the field which was just the coolest thing so to have you know my sister who i just saw yesterday and saw her niece and this morning we're texting about something completely different like bobby i i love my relationship i have with my sister but again florida state plays a big role in that because we talk about florida state a lot and that does not happen without coach bowden yeah, no, no doubt. All right, let's add a guest real quick in here. Um, some of you guys may know Peach from uh, FSU Twitter. Um, Peach is like one of the OGs of FSU Twitter. If you yeah. weren't on the app in like 2013, 14, 15, then you just have no idea. But, man, how's it going, bro? How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you guys? Good, man. Thanks for good, thanks for coming on. We put out yeah, a put out me. a message that anybody that wanted to kind of come share some thoughts, we'd, we'd be open to it. So, um Man, how, how, you know, I'll let you take the floor, bro. Like, I don't have to ask you, you know what you're doing on here. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I volunteered to come on the podcast. You know, I volunteered to come on and I don't even know what to say. <laughs> um, you know, Florida State athletics in general, particularly football, mean a lot to me. Um, I didn't go to Florida State. I grew up in, uh, you know, probably two hours away from Tallahassee. My dad went to Florida State. I grew up going to games. Uh, when I was a – my mom was seven and a half months pregnant with me. She was at the choke at the dope game. So I like to call that my first game. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
in like I said, Florida State means everything to me. And Bobby Bowden, as far as I'm concerned, is Florida State football. Um, and that was what was hitting me the hardest today. Um, you know, I'm 26, you know, and I have memories of Bobby Bowden. I've been to games that Bobby Bowden's coached. I went to games in 99. You know, I went to games. I went to, you know, all sorts of games. I didn't get a chance to go to his last game, but, you know, when I was truly digesting what was happening, uh, things weren't going that great at Florida State. You know, I, I remember, um, like, one of my first true memories of following the game, you know, I have memories of being at games, NC State 99. I remember being there, but I remember, like, being 10 years old, and it was in, uh, Florida State and Penn State in the Orange Bowl. Mm. Um, I got a chance to go to that. And I think it was like triple overtime. Field goals kept getting yeah. missed. 26-23, I think the score was Joe Paul versus Bobby. Um, but, man, what was hitting me today, I don't know where I was going with that. But, you know, he built something that I love so much. And from scratch, essentially. I think I saw a stat today where Florida State was like 4-23 and 23, the three years three prior. Years prior. Over. Um. You know, like you guys can relate, you know, I get on Twitter every day and I tweet about Florida State and I will, you know, and am I proud of that? You know, that's probably not something to be proud of, but <laughs> I love Florida State football. Yeah. I live and breathe it. My friends all make fun of me. I don't go to weddings in, in football season. You know, I've never been to a, a fall wedding in my life. Um, I'm going to the Notre Dame game. I can't wait for that game. Oh my goodness. That's going to be special, oh. man. That's going to be so special. Just knowing everything that's happened and that they have the time to plan for it. I, it, we're, we'll all be there. TJ, myself, uh, UP, obviously we're all going to be there. It's going to be so special. I don't think there will be an empty seat in the stadium, you know, no. 45 minutes before the game, like uh, probably an hour before the oh, game. Like I'm going into my seat as soon as the gates open. Cause I do not want to miss a single thing. Cause this is going to be a special moment for all of Florida state fans. Win, lose or draw. Obviously we cannot draw like we did against UF in uh, uh, what year was that? The show 94, 95, I believe 94. 94 yeah. So uh, th there's no draw, but win or lose, this will be a special night. And I cannot imagine if Florida state can pull the upset the emotions that will be going through Florida state fans that night, because I thought about that a little bit today. I had to stop myself. I'm like, no, don't, don't even think about that. Cause that's going to be a special night regardless, no matter the outcome. I can't wait to be there. Right. Peace. You have a, um, do you have like a favorite memory or a favorite quote? I mean, I'm right there with you, right? Like you kind of just put it in a perspective for me that maybe I shouldn't be on Twitter all day. Like <laughs> talking about something that like yeah. makes no impact, but it does make an impact on your life. Right. Like I've, 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 you know, I was talking with these guys before, like I went and saw um, coach Bowden at, at my church now. I mean, I didn't even go to church there, but like I've seen coach Bowden and, at like different speaking engagements, whether they were like at a church or different function or whatever. And, you know, even if you're not, obviously coach Bowden's faith played such a huge role in, in his life, but even if you're not religious, just like the good principles that he lived by of like legitimately just like working hard and treating other people. Right. Like you don't have to be religious to like say like, yeah, those are objectively good things. Like right. everyone should do those things. Like don't be lazy and don't be a jerk. Um, so I don't know. Like it just, 
yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that. We're, we're the same way as you. Like we've been on here for 45 minutes and I don't think we've said anything. Um, but uh, you have a favorite memory, I guess is the question that I asked. Yeah. Favorite couple of memories, like what, what, what kind of like sticks out, whether it's something funny he said, a game, you know, kind of whatever. I, so I, I've only, I've met, actually met coach Bowden once when I was 10 years old. I don't even know what it was. I think it was a fan day with my dad, um, obviously in Tallahassee where I got to meet him. And, and I don't remember, I mean, I was probably with him for like 120, 150 seconds. You know what I mean? But I do remember, and it's the quintessential thing that everyone says about him. It feeling like I, you know, he was like my grandpa or something. Um, he talked to me that way. Fun. I mean, some of my favorite memories are the are the funny stuff that he would say. Like I remember just you know the going into halftime quotes, the pray to not get false starts. Yeah. You know some of those quotes. Um, the thing that I loved the most about Coach ba- Bowden, you know, I love what he created. Uh, that you know is one of my biggest passions in life. But I really admire his faith. Um, you know, without. And I and I'm not gonna take up too much of this time, but um, you know, I I'm a born again Christian and just seeing I mean, I would be remiss to think that, you know, maybe reading the book called The Coach, growing up with Coach Bowden, being a big part of my life, even though, you know, I only met him once, maybe seeds were planted there that, you know, so I don't know. His his character blows my mind, to be honest with you. Yeah. Especially now that I'm a little older, you know, as a as a as a kid and as a teenager, I wasn't, you know, I I didn't grasp it as much, to be honest with you. Um, but looking now, seeing the way I don't know of a coach in sports that former players love him the way that Bobby's former players yeah. love him. Besides Mickey Andrews, that's the only other one. I can think of. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Memories in terms of games, um, obviously the West Virginia, the final game, that was a great memory. I, I remember that game vividly. I remember my dad crying um, at the end of that game. Um, but I, the one thing I'll just re- I'll remember, and then I'll let you guys keep processing this. I don't know if we have any other guests queued up, but is just the way Bowden treated people around him. That is, it's very clear. It's, it's the sort of the rhetoric around coach Bowden is so consistent. He was a great man. He treated me so well. It it truly was about people first, um, which in the college football industry, um, I don't want to say it's rare, but it's not abundant, you know, Um, just a great man. Seriously, just a great man, and I'm so I've, I was thinking about what I was gonna say, and it sounds cheesy, but I just feel so blessed that I got to walk the earth at the same time and witness some of it. To be honest yeah. with you, it means a lot to me. It really does. Um, so, again, um, thank you guys for having me on. I can't wait to be in Tallahassee. I mean, good God, what is it? It's gonna be 27 28 days. Twenty-eight days, work done, baby. Work done. Work done. Tomorrow will be, you know, Xavier Rhodes, Tay Cody, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but, um, man, thank you guys for having me on. Thank you for doing this. Uh, love the show. Go Knowles and uh, rest in peace, Bobby Bowden. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Man. Appreciate you coming and spending a couple minutes with us. I, I was telling Richie, man, I love um, as rough as today has been. I've literally just been scrolling my phone the entire day. Yeah. 
because I love seeing the positive stories, whether it's from people in the media, whether it's from obviously FSU fans, from rival fans, from rival teams, like, you know, teams that you don't even think about being like, you know, rivals, just like random teams like Minnesota and Boston College that are tweeting their like heartfelt appreciation. And so like the day has been rough, uh, but it has been it has been encouraging and it has been neat to hear the stories, um, you know, because his legacy truly will live forever. Um, And so we appreciate you coming on and and talking with us and just telling us kind of your take as well. So we're excited, man, to get to Tallahassee. I have to stop by and have some fried chicken on us for sure. But uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be special um, to be back there. Going to be a lot of emotion. I was, I was in Tallahassee for the game after the, the, not to compare like bad things, but I was in Tallahassee for the game after the, the library shooting at, at Strozier, Strozier. And, and that was just such a weird feeling, but there was so much emotion in the stadium. And I, I think that uh, it, it's going to be a similar, you know, happier, you know, emotion, but a lot of emotion either way. So we look forward to seeing there, man. And thanks for, thanks for hanging out, bro. Thank you guys. God bless. See ya. See you, buddy. Have a good man. Peach, man, he, uh, again, an OG Twitter legend. I love hearing yeah. from people like any, you know, I, I know that it's kind of an awkward time. And so telling people, you know, Hey, you want to come on? I mean, some people don't feel comfortable doing that in the middle of the day anyway, but, uh, really, really cool to get to chat with him and hear other people's perspective. Um, we, we, we mentioned a, a couple of quotes, um, and we can, we can kind of talk about some quotes and, and then get into, you know, kind of anything else you want to, and then we'll try and, uh, we'll try and, uh, uh, wrap up and get out of here. But, uh, you know, he had a quote, they said, don't, don't go to the grave with life unused. Yeah. And, uh, man, I just don't know that there's, I mean, he had some funny quotes too. And we'll get into some of those, but, uh, I don't know that it, there's any doubt. I mean, there is no doubt that he absolutely lived life to the absolute fullest. Um, coached his tail off, worked his tail off, um, investing in other people. Um, and like I said, as, as we were wrapping up with P just, uh, I, his, the legacy that he will leave behind and the mm-hmm. millions of lives that will be impacted by him directly and indirectly. You know, you think about every, every student that every, every kid that Mark Rick coached, every kid that Manny Diaz coached every kid, you know, it, it is absurd to think about the impact that coach Bowden will indirectly have on millions and millions of people. And uh, man, you ever talk about a guy that didn't, that didn't go to the grave with life unused. Um, He was absolutely that guy. Yeah. And Bobby Bowden, he was the king of like one liners, right? You'd have sports journalists trying to ask him like a gotcha question and he'd come back with a one liner out of nowhere. Um, And the the reporter would be like, Oh, I had no idea how to respond to that. Um, but one of my favorite ones was, you know, before the one of the games in Gainesville against UF, uh, Doug Johnson, who was the quarterback for the Florida, he it was in the pregame. He threw a football at Bobby Bowden and missed. Uh, you know, thank goodness, because Bobby's national treasure. We had to protect him, right? But they, he threw a football at him and it missed him. And people kind of took notice and he wasn't suspended or anything like that. And then uh, a reporter said, Bobby, you know, what would have happened if a Florida State quarterback had thrown a football at Steve Spurrier the way that Doug Johnson just threw one at you? And he said, well, he, he probably would have hit him. <laughs> like, he was just so <laughs> so quick, witty, and everything. 
And I love that so much about coach because, you know, he was ready for everything. And it's just one of those things, man, where, where it, it, we've seen today on the interviews that have resurfaced where, you know, he jokes about, you know, before every game, the coaches go out and shake hands unless it's Steve Spurrier. But he also has a lot of comments complimenting Steve Spurrier saying, listen, he's a really good coach, a good guy. And they both worked together once they were out of college football coaching, trying to help underprivileged kids get at scholarships and get to college football and get their opportunity to see things like that come full circle. It's just yeah. so special. Yeah, he uh, I was watching an interview he did on know, Leno or Letterman or something where he was talking about um, thinking that he'd never win a national title because they just kept. Where was blowing it against Miami and not being able to get into the game. And he was talking, you know, kept having a wide, wide left, wide left, wide left. And then Nebraska goes down and you think they've won it, but they put time back on the clock and they line up for the kick. And um, he was like, I was so used to blowing it with wide lefts or wide rights and or wide lefts. Sorry. Or sheesh, I'm blowing it here. So used to blowing it with wide rights, but. That old, le old wide left was pretty good to us. So they ended up obviously winning by Nebraska, absolutely shanking a field goal. And, uh, man, it just his one-liners were great. He talked about uh, playing Miami. He said, as good as we were, we didn't win a national championship until 93, mainly because I kept losing to Miami on missed kicks. I used to get mad because nobody else uh, would play Miami. Notre Dame would play them, then drop them. Florida dropped them. Penn State dropped them. And we'd play Miami and lose by one point on a missed field goal, and it would knock us out of the national championship. Uh, I didn't want to play him either, but I had to play him. That's what I said. When I die, they'll say, at least he played Miami, you know? And so um, thinking he wouldn't win one, but at least he wasn't afraid to play anybody. On those shirt, on that shirt that Richie has, that's what, you know, that's the quote. Anyone, anywhere, anytime. Um, and he truly lived by that and 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 built up uh built up a program by by not being afraid of anybody. Um so I guess we'll kind of wrap up. I mean, we, we, we mentioned this, we talked about this a little bit. Um, I'm not going to play this video because I, it won't be as good, uh, you know, just on audio, go to the FSU football. I mean, if you're watching this, you you've seen it, but go to the FSU football, um, Twitter. They, they put out a, a fantastic four or five minute video. Um, that was well done today. I watched it like three times. I'm not, I was going to play it, but I'm going to, I'm going to pass on that just because we're a little short on time and, uh, yeah. I'm sure Richie has the Bachelorette or something to watch, but uh, you not know, tonight, not today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, really good video that they they put together there. Um, and so go check that out. Um, we'll wrap up with this, Richie. Unless you kind of have any other thoughts, I mean, don't don't let me slow us down. But uh, we talked with Peach about it. I mean, any any other thoughts on on uh, being in Tallahassee? Uh, for for Notre Dame in the next few weeks, is there anything you like? You know, obviously we're looking forward to it, but I, how crazy do you think that's going to be? <laughs> it's going to be insane. Um, I, I think the line for pictures at the Bobby Bowden statue will be longer than like any brand new attraction at Disney or Universal that are eight plus hours. Um, but just talking about quotes, one last one I wanted to to leave on. Uh, and I can't wait to be up there for Notre Dame. It'll be special for so many reasons, obviously for Coach Bowden um, and for J-Mac. You know, a lot of FSU Twitter, yeah. you know, really mourning his loss still. So that's going to be extremely overwhelming for those people. So my thoughts and prayers with all of you, um, because I can't imagine. Um, but in honor of Coach, my favorite Bobby Bowden quote, I just want to read it. He said, 
if somebody mistreats you, treat them good. That kills them. And I, I think that's such a perfect representation of all the bad in the world and all this, you know, all these radicalizations of what political side you're on or whatever it may be. You know, Bobby Bowden lived by that. He's like, if someone mistreats you, just treat them nicely, you know, because you're going to feel good because you're still being a good person and them, it's going to eat at them or, you know, best scenario, they're going to realize they're living a life meaningless and turn around and try and treat people well as well. Um, and I think that's all Bobby Bowden wanted was to be treated well and to treat people well. And that quote kind of, you know, exemplifies that for me. And that's how I want to try and continue to live my life. Make no enemies. You know, it, again, there's going to be fallouts, whether it's relationships, family, friends, and whatever it may be. We all go through that, but still treat everybody like a human being. Cause we all are in this together. We're all, you know, no matter where you come from, what your political ideology is, whatever, it doesn't matter. We're all here together. We all need to survive and, and coexist together. Uh, and coach Bowden was the person who truly preached that. And I think that message could go a long way to in today's climate. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, an absolute hero. Um, Bobby Bowden passes away at 91 years old. Um, this morning in Tallahassee, um, saw somebody tweet, um, I believe, you know, earlier today, uh, that they should let Ann throw the spear, uh, for the yeah. Notre Dame game. Um, I have no idea if she would want to do that or have any interest yeah. in doing that or not. But, uh, if that would be something that she wants to do, you know, we've got a lot of people in the boosters office that listen to this. I hope that we can, uh, make that happen again. I don't know if she has any interest. I don't know. <laughs> If she'd rather just be chilling at home that night, but uh, she, you know, my wife might not be staying for the game, so I got an extra seat. She could sit by me. But uh, yeah, I hope that uh, it'd be cool if, if they did something. They're going to do something special, and there's not going to be a dry eye in in Doak, and then hopefully we go out and kick Notre Dame's tail because that uh, that'd be a fitting way to to honor Coach. But uh, man, what a what a life, what a legacy. Really enjoyed um, doing this. We, we're, we're not going to be done talking about Coach Bowden. You know, can't fit everything we think about, you know, one of the greatest humans ever to uh, live into a one-hour episode. So we will continue to talk about Coach Bowden like we've done on this show for the last year uh, when we get people that were connected to him or not connected to him. You know, I'm very interested to hear people's takes on him and, and their stories. And um, if you guys get sick of hearing me ask people about Coach Bowden, you can go find another podcast. So, um, you know, because I'm not going to stop. So uh, excited for that. Excited to continue to hear from people and, and hear their thoughts on him. Um, man, I, I, don't, I don't have any other shout outs, though, besides that. You know, shout out the Bowden family, obviously, you know, tough there. The folks within Florida State's organization, uh, football, athletics, and um, just the school in general that uh, both current and former employees that interacted with him and you know had that close relationship with him i know that this is tough on all of us but certainly tougher on the ones that, that knew him very well um so those in the bowden family those close to the bowden family um our thoughts and prayers are with them we really don't have any other shout outs besides that um we'll get into more you know the fsu started camp we'll get into camp talk we've got a couple of interviews lined up for next week who knows maybe we'll do a pop-up episode to to replace kind of the what we would have done this week but we'll figure that out um, but yeah, my shout outs are, are for the Bowden family and those close this week. You got anything, Richie? No, I, I think that's it. You know, this today was about Bobby and, and celebrating Bobby Bowden and his life. And we want to obviously keep 
and Bowden in our prayers and their six children. Um, very important. Uh, you know, we've all gone through, we, everybody, you know, at least our age has lost a loved one and probably people younger than us have as well, but all you can do is give support. There's not much that any of us can do, but I truly do believe thoughts and prayers is not just a saying. I do think that goes a long way and the Bowden family could use it and I'll be sending mine. I know TJ will be his and hopefully all of our listeners will as well. Even if you're not religious, any thoughts or prayers or, or well wishes are, are going to be very well received by the Bowden family. I want to take just a second and, uh, and, and read this poem that uh, I've heard at several funerals. I've um, heard about it a million times and, and I was reminded of it today uh, with, with the news of, of coach Bowden passing and uh, you know, y'all bear with me for a minute and I'll, I'll read it and give some thoughts and then we'll let Richie pitch, pick a song and, and get out of here. But uh, it's a poem about a rose and it says, I once admired a lovely rose that grew beside the way. And with great pride, I picked that rose and wore it for a day. And all day long, it brightened up my tattered old lapel. And when at last the rose was gone, there lingered yet the smell. So from that single lovely rose, I learned a major lesson. Lovely things are sometimes brief, but they leave a deep impression. And bolsters up my fainting soul that keeps my heart from grieving. To know that God has made some things that linger after leaving. Um, we've talked about Coach Bowden's legacy. And, uh, man, I think the legacy of his life is is something that's going to linger for much longer um, than the, the short 91 years that, that he was on this earth. Um, his impact will be a generational impact. Um, and we're so thankful for the time that God did give uh, us to to have him on this earth. Like Peach said, I'm, I'm a little sad knowing that he's not walking on the same earth as I am now. Um, but as someone of faith, I know that I'll, I'll see him again. And uh, I'm thankful for the impact that he did have. And um, I'm thankful that the, the sweet fragrance, the, the, the remembrance and the legacy that he, he has will live on um, really forever. Um, his impact will, continue to live on forever. So thanks for bearing with me on that. I wanted to share that. Uh, Richie, you mentioned a song. You can go ahead and say it. We'll play us out. Harlan, take us home. Uh, Richie, what song are we playing tonight? Yeah, I think a fitting one. You know, I, I did see his favorite song for Coach Bowden was Jay Alabama, the Alabama fight song, which my wife loved. Um, but I, one I think is really fitting for a guy that got his start um, as a head coach at West Virginia is John Denver, take me home country roads. You know, he, he's going home and I think it's very fitting that coach Bowden is going to meet his maker on a Sunday, a man of extreme faith, um, extending into heaven and he deserves nothing but that. So again, a, a somber episode, but also we hope we brought some joy and celebrate celebration to his life as well because his life has a lot more to celebrate than we do to mourn right now as much as this may hurt take me home country road play us out harlan let's get out of here and uh we'll be back uh probably next sunday maybe before we'll see but uh thanks everybody for hanging out rest in peace to the uh the absolute goat uh bobby bowden passes away 91 years old in tallahassee florida this morning uh until we see you guys again next week go Knowles. 
almost heaven West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains Shenandoah River Life is older Older than the trees Younger than the mountains Growing like a breeze Country roads Take me home To the place I belong West Virginia in my Me. The rain. 